0: welcome to another episode of reality tv and me i'm your host kirstie or kirsten moore if you want to go the professional route so y'all are my friends to the end and if you do not watch broad city and you don't know what that means um literally pause your lives and everything you're doing now and go in australia it's on stan but i don't know in america um you know Broad City's American so it's on one of your channels you have to find this show they're they've just started releasing the fifth season which I haven't watched yet because I'm in London and I don't can't access my stan here so that's just devastating but it is the funniest fucking show in the entire world and I am the Alana thanking you my friend likes to tease me and say that I'm the Abby which is just offensive. I mean, they're both awesome, but I'm defs Alana. Anyway, if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, that's on you because you need to know this show. So we have a lot to talk about today. I, um, yeah, I'm just going through my notes. I have three shows to review. I've got The Pump um, I'm doing Real Housewives of New Jersey reunion. It was fucking fire. And the second episode of Beverly Hills. So we better just jump straight on into it. I've got a few little um, thing, like newsy things that have come out this week that I want to just kind of touch on before we get too deep into the nits and the grits of it all. Um, so I guess we'll start. I've been, so, you know, I've been sick now. You can probably hear that I'm not as sick. I still sound nasal and squeaky because I'm Australian. Okay. It's not my fault. It's my parents' fault. I'm trying to, you know, adopt a more rounded English accent being in the motherland and all, but so far I still get teased quite a lot by the locals on a night out which feels a little bit racist but at the same time I am half British so jokes on them. <laughs> I'm just like the shitty like off cut off brand version. <laughs> um okay so I've been watching lots of TV what a surprise um and I started watching um, Yummy Mummies on Netflix. Yes, it's people that sound like me. They're Melbourneites. Um, so if you watch Real Housewives of Melbourne, you can kind of, you know, you'll be used to the jarring accent. Or if you just listen to this podcast. Um, but even for me, because all the television I watch is either in, uh, British comedy or, you know, Housewives, all American. Even when I hear... An Australian accent on TV I'm like oh so obnoxious (laughs) wasn't expecting that (laughs) so it's pretty intense but this Yummy Mummies show it follows um these four women who are all like extremely pregnant in literally eight and a half months I think and they they go to like each other's baby showers and they're all just like psycho bitches um it's kind I guess it would be like I haven't watched Bridezilla's but you know like I'm talking more about the term it's like it's like they are kind of that bridezillery, you know horrible like very rich very pretentious kind of mums but what well, mums to be and some of them are nice but mostly they're terrible um all married to like sports sports players like high-profile sports players in Australia who make a lot of money or like you know hairdressers who own you know lots of salons and so they're all like super rich kind of it's kind of like housewives except a younger crowd um and basically it's like if you like housewives or um ladies of London it's that but plus pregnancy so i guess like hormones are flying and there's this one woman who she's just stupid rich and she's so fucking spoiled she's hideous and so is her mom i love them and um i think it's marina and ma more i want to say mortadella but it's not it's and it's margarita she's called margarita like the pizza and um she is so fucking rich she has like a Chanel dummies like um she's obsessed with it's not Louis Vuitton although she is like everything she has um for her baby is designer like and she only puts the baby in one outfit these designer fucking Versace onesies for this baby which they she tries to dress this newborn in Versace and it doesn't fit because they only start making them at three months old The baby spits up in her onesie and she's like, to the husband, who seems lovely. How do women, these horrible women, find these beautiful men? Like, I can't even get a second date. Anyway, um, first date would be nice too. (laughs) Um But yeah, so like spits up on the clothes and then she's just to the husband, oh, we got to throw it out now. You can't like just, he's like, Oh will just wash it. She's like, no, I'm not having my baby like wear that disgusting spit up onesie ever again. She's like, she's only going to wear one thing at a time. <sighs> it's painful and you will be like scrunch faced, like dry gagging, looking at the screen the entire time. But I just, I don't know. Watch it and let me know. Cause I'm still not sure if I was just like, you know, a little bit delirious from being sick and having a fever and that's why I enjoyed it. Or if I genuinely like, it's one of those things that you love to hate, like Vanderpump rules, you know, like they're all terrible people and it makes you feel better about your life. And this was like a double whammy for me because I don't want children. And, And so like to look at these women that already have lives that, you know, on the outside look aspirational because they're like rich and fancy and pretty. But then you enter this world where they're like, you know, pushing out babies. And they're just as, you know, raw and in pain as the rest of us. But then they have like fucking Versace dummies for the, their baby who's a minute old. And then they're just like awful, terrible, spoiled brats. It's so good. Um, I enjoyed it anyway. So I highly recommend. Just going to have a little sip ski of my coffee. Oh, sorry. That was like a real big swig. <laughs> okay. Um. What else? So, oh, I want to get into just quickly. This isn't a Kardashian pod, but I feel like I need to touch on this because Bethany Frankel posted something um on her. I think it was her Twitter, and then I don't know, screenshot it, and it came on Instagram. And I saw it. I've shared it on mine. If you want to check it out. Um at reality tv and me is my instagram handle just the name of the show um any hoozles. so this week um maybe you've been hiding under a rock and haven't been entering the pop culture world but i know you haven't because you're listening to this podcast which means that you are just as into all this trash as i am and i love you for that never change um, so this Kardashian drums, I don't watch the show or anything. I mean, I went through a phase when I was about 17. Um oh my god, this show has been going on a long time because I am an old hag. But um yeah, so I haven't watched it in probably about 10 years. Anyway. So this week we've it's come out that Kylie Jenner, Kylie Jenner's best friend. Jordan, with a Y, slept with Chloe's baby daddy. Uh, boo? So, you know, Tristan, the guy who literally, as the baby, was coming out of Chloe's vagine, we all found out that, about his, like, cheating uh, scandal and all this drama. Yeah. So, now he's sleeping with Kylie, Chloe's sister's best friend oh no everyone's going crazy on the socials because i mean chloe's kylie's basically paid for jordan's entire life jordan was living in the kardashian pool house or kylie's pool house which she's been kicked out of now shocker and um You know, they had, like, part of this lip, uh, Kylie's lip kit together, all this shit. So, like, what's going to happen? Crazy business. I mean, I feel bad for Chloe. She just isn't picking, you know, good men. And, like, I can relate. But at least I'm not getting pregnant with their babies because that's awkward. Poor little True. She is literally the cutest little fucker I've ever seen. I mean, she almost makes me want a little rug rat. Almost. These gorgeous little caramel babies are the saving grace of the Kardashian clan. I swear to God. I swear to God. I mean, they're all just way too attractive. And I, I, I'm, I worry for their future, you know, off the rail isms. Um, but you know what, what can you do? That's the life that uh what's her name Chris Jenner kind of created for the entire clan so it's gonna be uh it's gonna be an interesting ride. I saw a picture just a little off off track off, off track. Um I saw a picture of Kim the other day like her side by side of her back in the day before all the surgery and now and like she went through a phase where she what didn't know how to do her makeup that well and obviously you know then she became really famous and was able to get people to do her makeup. She was so beautiful and she's still gorgeous, obviously. Like I would swap faces with her in a heartbeat, but she's starting to get that like really pulled back kind of cat y look. And I'm just worried about even the next five, ten years time, what is going to happen to her face? Uh, I'm a bit scared about that. So Bethany had this tweet um this week and let me just get it up on my insta so i can get it right (laughs) she goes i didn't go to harvard or nothing but it would appear this is not a bethany rankle voice i didn't go to harvard or nothing (laughs) i can't find it you know what i'll just do it in my voice I didn't go to Harvard or nothing, but it would appear that bagging your best friend's sister's baby daddy is not the best idea. Dot dot dot. Slam dunk, Bethany Frankel. Drop mic. Um, yeah, not your not your best, not your best call, ladies. But she's only Jordan's twenty-one. I mean, I was making mistakes left, right, and center up until like this morning. <laughs> And I am 30, so you know what? We make mistakes. It just sucks that she's in the public eye. I did never sleep with my best friend's husband or baby daddy or anything, though. So that's a pat on the back to me. Well, in saying that, I did date my best friend's brother for about two years. So that's not great. But you know what? It was all just like... It was all in the, like, I was going to say it's all in the family. It was like a nice thing. It wasn't like I, anyone cheated. He, he was single and she encouraged it. You know what? This is getting a bit weird. I was still like 17 at the time. So I don't know why it even matters. Oh God, my dating history. What a lol. So yeah, that's the drama that we'll be following, I guess, over the next little while. Um, can't wait to learn more. If anyone like knows any inside scoop, hit me up on DMs on Instagram, reality TV and me, because I'm not like that up to date with all the Kardashian stuff, but I do enjoy, you know, being a little gossipy bitch. Everyone it's been a while in other news. Um, we have this little, another little photo coming out on Instagram. You can check it out on my Insta um of Teresa hanging out with a what is being called her little toy boy he looks young maybe like late 20s early 30s looks cute we can't really see his face but you can tell you know that he looks quite young um some people are just saying like it's a friend there's no proof could be a hairdresser like all this you know shit we none of us know right but she's holding hands with him, and I don't know about you guys, but I'm not like a big hand holder with somebody that isn't my significant other. I know some people are, so you know it's all just like we got to be a little bit skeptical. We have to make up our own minds about that. But it's just one to watch, and I think that'll be that'll be an interesting progression. I mean, it's look, you don't want to like go dumping juicy Joe like right away. Oh, but he's kind of screwed her over. Let's be honest, you know, it's, it would be doing her a favor to let him just go back to Italy. I mean, look, Italy is my favorite place in the world. And I don't really want a Joe Giudice, Joe Judice there, but you know what? It's a big enough place. I'm sure we won't cross paths. So you know what? It's fine. He can come. <laughs> Yeah, so let's see what happens with that little toy boy. Um, in other news, I don't know much about this, but I did learn this week that Carter and Kristen have apparently split. Mm, interesting, seeing as he you know, didn't come across all that well this week in VPR. I don't know why I said that like I'm having a stroke. Um, yeah, so... You know what, I've said it before, I'll say it again, it's going to be difficult to be in a relationship with Kristen, I mean, she's just, she's a psychopath and she's very angry and I think she needs to go with Portia to anger management, so yeah, that's essentially where we're at, that's all my news for the week, um, let's take a quick little break Um And I'll be back right after this.
1: What's up, everybody? This is Ben. And this is Vicky. And you're listening to the promo for Insane Ramblings, which is our podcast. We've been doing it for almost 10 years now. And uh, if you like reality TV and me, I can guarantee you'll find something to love with us. Star not guaranteed. <laughs> uh, so this is the podcast coming from Kirstie's brother, Ben, and his co-host, myself, Vicky. So if you want to hear about how Ben killed my dog and how I broke into his mother's neighbor's house, we have the content for you. Isn't that what every podcast fan has been looking for all these years? Like, why is no one talking about these important hot button issues? Yeah. Finally, there's a show out there doing it. And there's also a really hot button. What happens if I press it? I don't know. No one's willing. <laughs> it's too hot. We'll save that for the season finale. Right. We'll so, f- you know. Listen in. If we get a thousand listeners, we'll touch the hot button. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a reason to tune in. Alone. So uh, you can hear uh, almost 200 episodes of our podcast, many of which feature my sister in crazy moments like this one.
0: And I saw him and I walked across the road and he picks me up and he spins me around like as if it was this big romantic scene, but okay. it, it, <laughs> yeah, this is awkward. And he tries to go to kiss me on the lips. It felt scripted. Like yeah, he do- he's done he that does before. this every time, and I could feel that she shone through in this. <laughs> I did reply to the first one because I thought it was hilarious, and I was excited on <laughs> adrenaline from getting my first ever dick pic. So the artistic one,
1: and who could forget the time that.
0: Yeah, and, I, and obviously I was thinking this guy's amazing. Suggesting that like that's a really sweet thing to do. So he's like because checking my box there.
1: We all know how much cats love pizza.
0: <laughs> 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 and um, and so like yeah, also, I'm like checking looking-
1: your box. Was that a euphemism? Was yeah, Just
0: sorry. To, I thought like, you. Got- I thought time. I got away <laughs> with that one.
1: So if any of that caught your attention. Then jump on to our InsaneRamblings.net and uh, I'm sure there's much more where that came from. Kirsty used to do a regular segment called The Kirsty Experiment where she would talk about her dating life and uh, him, it was traumatic, so, <laughs> but always entertaining. Mm. Away, see you, see you
0: Girl. Insane Ramblings. Hi, friends. I'm back. Okay, so, Joyzie, let's talk about the outfits. You know what i wasn't sold on any of these i am so into sparkles i love sparkles i love everything that's too much oh my god i met this 80 year old lady today on the train and we were like walking off the train together i'm like i'm obsessed with your outfit and she's like thank you i love fashion i'm like oh my god me too because it's a travel day i was literally like wearing tracksuit pants and like old clothes because I know like lugging my shit around I'm gonna like sweat and be stinky and gross and like so you wear like travel clothes right you wear like bum clothes and she was she's literally me in like 40 years (laughs) if like not already I'm already this woman she was wearing this leopard print jacket that was like like full-on furry fluffy like faux fur leopard jacket she was like, had a bag that it was, I think it was Furla and that's my brand. Like I fucking love Furla in like full floral, bright colors. She was wearing, um, tights that were kind of like tie dye, really bright colored. She was wearing a headscarf wrapped around her head with a knot at the front. And that was multicolored and fabulous. And then she was wearing, um, everything she was wearing was just like so much color. Then she was wearing a, like a red jumper under her leopard print jacket. That was also leopard print, but, but like black and red. And I actually have the same <laughs> jumper. <laughs> and then she was so cute. She was wearing this whole fabulous like outfit from head to toe. And then her shoes were like, obviously cause she's 80, she's got like sore feet and stuff. She was wearing, you know, the, the special shoes that you get at like the pharmacy for older women. And so she's like head-to-toe glam and then got these special shoes on. It's the only thing that revealed her age. I'm like, I am obsessed with you. And she didn't say it back, which, you know what, I totally deserved because I was a mess. But it would have been nice. <laughs> anyway, super cute. I don't know why, how that story started. Anyway, fashion, fashion, looking good, feeling fine. So let's um, go through the outfits. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Jackie looks like she's wearing a mirror ball. And it's just not a flattering look. Like, she has got a phenom's body, but it just doesn't do anything for her. It makes her look like kind of a like a, a trunk, like swimmer-like body. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's like all shoulders and square. Melissa looks gorgeous in, like, she could look beautiful in a hessian sack. And that's kind of how I feel about what she's wearing today. I don't like this outfit at all. But somehow she pulls it off and she looks fucking amazing. And I don't know, like her face, I don't know if it's the nose job, but she's always been beautiful. But every season I'm just like, it's kind of like Kyle Richards, like just gets better and better and better. Marge kind of looks like she's wearing sparkle pajamas, which means that this is my favorite look. <laughs> Plus, obviously the face facelift that she's rocking is... She just looks so good. I wish she didn't have her hair in a ponytail because I want to see, because obviously that pulls back like the skin. I'm wearing a ponytail tonight. I'm going out. (laughs) And I'm like, I need to, like my Botox is fading. I need to just tug everything back a little bit. So I wish we could have seen it without the ponytail. So I really know what her face looks like, but still she looks absolutely gorgeous. I love the whole, I don't know. I think it looks better when she's standing, when you can see the whole look rather than when she's sitting down it looks a little bit more frumpy but i i really like this this kind of half half color combo like cool casual look um teresa's dress is fine but she's wearing like jean of dream of genie um like ponytail kind of up on top of her head look and it's very severe and she can't stop playing with it and it's giving me anxiety every time she's like fighting and she doesn't know what to do like (laughs) it reminds me of I was talking about me being on stage earlier when I was like 19 and performing I would and I still do it it's a it's a nervous tick I think I have a lot of hair and I have curly hair um and I used to be really long it's short now and I straighten it quite a bit but it's very very curly and when I'm on stage I just like play with it a lot and I flick it over my head and it's kind of like a nervous tick when I don't know what I'm doing. Like if I don't have a dance move or something that I feel, if I felt uncomfortable, I just play with my hair. And she just kept doing that tonight. Every time she was like calling Jackie a stupid bitch, she just like would twizzle her, you know, her little ponytail ends. And it was very, I don't know why it was distracting for me. Annoying. Um, I think Dolores looks phenomenal. I really liked her little, like, slit up her thigh when you when she sat down, you could see those pins and I loved it. She is so cute that she I didn't know that she'd had a facelift and butt injections and all this shit and I love that she's just so open with that stuff because when Andy was going around asking them all if they'd had stuff, they were just like so many of them weren't, you know, putting their hand up and she was just like, Yeah, and I love that. It's like how the Kardashians always lie about never having shit done. It's like, we can literally see your nose job evolving in front of our eyes, but they're just like, no, I've never had anything done. It's like, how stupid do you think we are? Stop gaslighting me, bitch. So I appreciate, like, that's why I'm open with that shit. Cause first of all, I don't care if anyone, you know, knows that stuff or what they think about it. You know, it's my, my buddy, my choice. <laughs> I actually said that to my mom at once when she found out like about a tattoo that I got I have an Amy Winehouse tattoo on my back it's kind of on a tramp stamp it's kind of <laughs> but it's more to the left um but it's amazing and I have another tattoo as so, well. and my mom was like caught a glimpse of my Amy Winehouse one and I think she'll hate it so I never really told her about it but she saw. It. she's like what the fuck is that and I was like um I just started screaming my body my choice at her <laughs> Which I know it's not what this is used for, but yeah, she just—you know what? It's it's something you can use when you want to shut someone down pretty quick, and you know what? In this situation, it worked. She was pissed though, and I think she'll can be continued to be pissed when she finds out. I can't speak. I've had one fucking vodka, and now I'm like numbskull. Also, I'm sweating. (laughs) Um. And then we have Jennifer. I don't like this gown. I don't know. She's like got a train. It's almost like a wedding dress and it just looks very hot. It's making me sweat even more. I don't like it. But I do love her headpiece. It is so stunning and it reminds me of, um, my best friend. Like she had a headpiece like that for her wedding. She had a brain surgery and she had like a massive, um, chunk of her skull missing they couldn't replace it yet and so she had this beautiful piece it's actually bigger than the one that jennifer's wearing over her skull and it just looked so nice and she had the same color hair that jennifer's got there and it just looked beautiful so that, that reminded me of that um nothing i must make this clear nothing else about jennifer reminds me of my friend it's just the hen all right let's get into the episodio So the first like big moment I guess that kind of started a bit of tension was I thought I love I fucking love Andy Cohen like oh my god praise Andy. He was so like he's getting shadier and shadier by reunion and I am so here for it. He's just like Mm. I think having a baby as well will make him even less patient with these women and so he'll he won't like take any shit and he's just gonna ask it he's just gonna go for it because he's like you know what you only live once and he's he questions Dolores and I I don't am I like watching another show am I dumb I know Dolores is always on Teresa's side because of their long relationship but I never got any like weird tension between her and melissa is that just something i'm ignoring i honestly i don't know but when he was like um so you called melissa little miss perfect um like so many times blah blah blah, and she's like so just admit it you hate her and she's like mm, no like like a hundred year pause <laughs> and we're just like <gasps> But that was, I mean, that has got to be editing. It was pretty, like, it was way too long to be real. If I actually hated someone and someone asked me if I hate them, I'd be like, no, of course not. Like, of course not. Like, answer so quickly just because I wouldn't want to have any hint of hesitation. And, yeah, I don't know. That was hilarious. I literally was, like, jaw to the floor. I loved that so much when he was just like, So you hate it. Let's just be honest. And Melissa was just sitting there like, come on, bitch, bring it. (laughs) and then when it really exploded was when margaret kind of like oh no when um jennifer started in on this whole like uh she would have loved like she likes going on holidays with these women because she was happy to be in the group but she wasn't happy they went on a hotel to oklahoma okay couple of things first of all that's so rude just to production you know to andy you know it's not like like obviously this is a show it's a production it's it when we none of us are sitting there thinking that oh yeah they've just decided to go on like a random holiday because they're all girlfriends um we know obviously the cameras are there everything's set up you know it's all been in the works probably six months before they even go and she's complaining about a fucking free holiday oh that really pissed me off like obviously oklahoma is no tokyo or Japan, wherever they, the other girls went in Atlanta. And, but still I was like, "Mm, that's so rude. And number two, Marge was so right. Like it was just rude for her friend, Polly, who hosted this whole beautiful event. Um, I mean, like if I know it's a housewives show, maybe she expected more, but bitch be happy with what you get. And Margaret was so good, like, being, being like, so what do you, so what do you expect? What do you, expect? I can see myself doing that. I feel like I've got some Margaret in me, but I'm not as witty. (laughs) I love that she brought up the fucking monkey's asshole again. (laughs) It's like, and Angie was just, like, agreeing, you know, like, like, yeah, of course, this is, you know, a normal conversation. She's like, you know, when the monkeys show off, they... I don't, they, this is my New York accent. I don't know why I'm in New York. I'm trying to be in Joy-Z. Is this Jersey? What the fuck do I know? I'm Australian. Shut up. Oh my God, I didn't mean it. I love you. That's just my Facebook. Oh my God, somebody loves me. Oh, it's just my friend telling me that my he hasn't seen my jewelry. <laughs> Life sucks. Um. So, yeah, which is just like... So, you know when monkeys are showing off and bend over and show their assholes and they get all puffed up? And Andy's just like, oh yeah, orangutans or whichever one he said. I can't remember. We all know the one. You can picture the one with the red butt. And Andy's just like, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, totally. Like, he was so on board. <laughs> I mean, we all saw the picture in the episode, right? Like, and then fucking Jennifer, I hate when she goes, oh, sweetie, sweeties. And. Um, Teresa did it as uh, as well. They've been spending way too much time together, obvi, because they do that thing where they instead of uh, yelling and fighting back, we're having an intelligent, um, you know, like we've seen with Jackie, what an intelligent argument can look like. You know, if you're an adult, huh, we get that kind of, um, like, you're you got enough assholes on you, sweetie, and she like puckers up and goes. Mm-hmm. I'm just like bitch sit down what are you even doing here but please never leave because you're amazing for this show and I love you <laughs> oh it was you know just as Jennifer said like it was kind of that like dick swinging competition like whose dick is bigger you know what you like big dicks I got one too you know it's that like one-upping which Jennifer is known for and so good at why is she saying she's not a one-upper? Did she not watch the fucking show and see herself talk about her 16 bathrooms 150 times? She is literally what Sheena's going to be like in... No, that's cruel. Sheena's already worse than her. The only saving grace Jennifer has is that she's married and she has kids. So she's distracted. But if she didn't, she would have been Sheena. Hundo P., they're probably quite close in age. Ooks. momos, you guys. Then it gets even fucking better. When Jennifer asked Margaret how long her and um Joe were together before they got di- before she got divorced with um the previous husband. And <laughs> Margaret's pretty good. Like she tries to be kind of coy about it because first of all, it's no one's business, but also she's put her life out there. So she's going to be honest. She's like, Oh, a little bit of time and shady Andy Shandy is like pushes her on it. And she's like, you know what? A year and a half, just over a year and a half. And look, even I, and I am quite an open-minded person in the world of love. Um, I think, you know, she, like Marge said it in a way that I can understand it makes sense of it in my head she's like you know what we were both with the wrong people we were meant to be together and that's just how it happened I can understand I can totally understand that and Jennifer's like well why didn't you get divorced first it's like no it doesn't really work that way you know if you fall in love with someone and it's complicated you know there's all these layers to it like it's not as simple as oh well this marriage isn't working I'm just gonna close that chapter and then move on gracefully to the next one like things are messy love is messy and it's a gift if you can find it but it's also the most painful thing in the entire world I've been writing lots of like heartbreak poetry this week you guys so I'm I'm like in this right now I'm feeling it but yeah I mean I but then she said a year and a half I'm like oh if she'd said maybe six months I'm like okay that's enough time to like you know have the little like feelings and stuff start to develop a little flirtation and then maybe you know like maybe you fall in love but you don't know if it's real and then you fall in love love and you know no actually this is my soulmate it like I could kind of be like okay I can get my head around that but a year and a half is like oh Maybe you should probably, you know, if people, if other people knew outside the circle, which she said they did, it's probably, you know, time to tell your husbands. So yeah, I mean, look, shit happens. And you know what? I can't, I can't, I don't judge. Plus I love Marge, so she can do no wrong. I think, um, Jennifer calling, as soon as the mum's involved, I don't have kids, so I can't relate on that level. But if somebody ever insults my brother or my mum or my family, I am, like, full-on going for the fucking jugular. Like, it's like the animal in me comes out, like that mama bear kind of thing. I'm like, you know what? I, like, see red, and I cannot be rational anymore. And I'm just like, Ugh. like, I will fucking attack. And I think that's what Marge was saying. You know, she was just like... Say what you want about me, but don't fucking mention my mum. You know, she's like a seven-year-old woman. Why are you bringing this bitch into it? You know, I just called her a bitch. I'm so sorry. I meant that in like, we're taking back the word. <laughs> no, I just it slipped out because I'm vulgar. Um, no, it's just wrong. Like, don't insult the parents. Leave kids and parents out of it. Just deal with the people in front of you. God's sake. And she's heartless. Jennifer is heartless. To be like, no, I'm sorry, I can't, <laughs> that's her voice for me. I can't, I can't forgive it. I can't forgive it. <laughs> it sounds like fucking, um, what's the name from, uh, da, da, da. Sonia. She sounds like Sonia, <laughs> my character. <laughs> oh my God. And then there's this whole other layer going on where Teresa's accusing Jackie of being a Teresa, like, they they kept calling it, like, um, Melissa and Marge. She's just in a bad mood. Like, Teresa came with her feathers up. Like, she came to fight. I don't know. She seemed very on edge. Um, She started crying almost immediately when they started talking about Joe and being deported. I think she is a woman hanging by a thread. And I think she is... Getting aggressive before... Like, she's attacking before anyone can attack her. That's the impression I got from her. And Melissa's like, what is wrong with you? I think that's kind... That's my impression of what's going on, you know? Like, she she knows the reunions are tough. She knew that there would be a spotlight on her because of all this shit. And I think she just came prepared to fight to the death, basically. But, as we've seen, she really doesn't have the language to help her through it and if she wants to go up against Jackie I mean she's gonna be she's got to be prepared to fall and she's not and like Jackie's eloquent amazing like structured arguments even the most basic stuff Teresa couldn't handle and she comes back with you know just insults and calling her a fucking bitch and insulting her and bringing up her fucking eating disorder and then backtracking on it and like it's just really cheap kind of fighting um and yeah so I mean I just thought she's met her match you know to most people back off on Teresa because they can't be bothered dealing with this shit but we've learnt Jackie has got this brother with um uh intellectual disabilities and so she's had to stand up to bullies for him her entire life and you know what she's not going to take it and yes Teresa is a bully it's entertaining for us because we're not in the moment but I know if I was there I would be very upset and I would be just as passionate as Jackie is in fighting back I hope that I would do it and not cower like a little you know shriveled flower but you never know you have to wait and see in the moment I'm you know I'm pretty much (laughs) I'm pretty much always ready for a fight myself Unless I'm sleepy and I'm very, I'm a very sleepy gal, but you know, I mean, you don't want to push me on a bad day. That's what I'm saying. Oh, Teresa, 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 and squealing that bloody ponytail, screaming that Jackie's a stupid bitch. I mean, yeah, it was uncomfortable and it was annoying and I felt really proud of Jackie I think this whole cast will come back I think it'll be the same cast next season I hope so um it's a pretty it's the most perfect cast New Jersey has had in my opinion since the start I I skipped the first couple seasons because I came into Jersey late um but yeah this is a this is a good one I like this one so yeah she's calling Jackie a stalker because of the photo I'm sure we all saw it on instagram and social media where um jackie is at Teresa's book signing jackie very calmly explains she was walking past there wasn't that many people at the signing she was a fan of the show she popped in had a photo with the kids um, and that was the one and only book signing she went to of Teresa's. she didn't go back like she wasn't like hunting them down uh, she was i think going to a shoe store nearby and happened upon it This, in Teresa's mind, (laughs) converts somehow to, through the Teresa machine, and it somehow converts to Jackie hunting Teresa down, stalking her down, and being a crazy person with an agenda to get on the show. Look, I would love to be a housewife, but... I mean, I'm not seeking out Teresa in a dark alley to do so because fucking terrifying. I want the camera crew there. If I'm alone with Teresa Giudice, I'm probably going to get shanked. So I think Jackie is a very brave woman, whatever the reasoning was that became like that she got there. And I think she would be honest with us. That's just me. But I believe, you know what? I believe in a Jackie. (laughs) i like her (laughs) but yeah theresa was really rude when she was you know basically calling jackie a loser for appearing coming to the appearance it's like she's like no i love my fans but you're not really indicating that to your fans so she was you know kind of shitting on them um jackie was a hundred percent right when she was like you know what so listen america don't come to her appearances anymore because she thinks you're basically stupid if you come and even uh Auntie was kind of like well that is kind of what you're saying so yeah it was a it was a rough rough thing uh you know i was so on board with jackie the whole way through until she went Kelly Ben Simone on, on our asses and did the whole, you're down here, I'm up here. That was like, oh, I wish she hadn't done that. Because only because of what we know from in the past, like, that's a crazy person thing to do. Even though, of course, it's true. Anybody can see that. But it wasn't a great move on her part. There was the only thing that left me thinking, that could go against her. We have um, that moment where Teresa calls Jackie a fucking cold hearted bitch. And, you know, she's basically like, this is why you don't, you don't talk to your sister for 15 years and blah, blah, blah. And just basically, you know, cutting way too deep. Um, I want to know more about this sister thing. Like, Andy was trying to get to the bottom of it. But it basically, she was like, yeah, I see my sister. We just don't speak. For 15 years? Like, that's fucking weird. Imagine being at an event with your siblings. I only have one brother, but, like, with any family. I mean, you're, just, you're even if I had, like, a 16th cousin there that I had met once in my life, I would say hello. It's just weird. I mean, Andy was trying to find out if there was one event that happened or something major that happened. She was like, no, we just never got along. We just fight all the time. They must have been pretty fucking extreme fights in order for there to be no relationship. There's still something there that's bubbling under the surface that, you know, hopefully we get to the bottom of um, now that she's more in the picture and they're starting to see each other. So I don't know. I guess we'll find out, but I'm looking forward to that. And I loved this line. I loved that Jackie was just like, I'm not on the Teresa show right now. Like, what the hell? And... (laughs) Teresa's like, you are on the fucking Teresa show. Oh my God. I died. I died a thousand deaths and it was fabulous. I could have died of happiness right then and there. Oh my God. And then they get into the whole thing about Teresa not writing her books. And Jackie's saying she met the ghost writer at Melania's um, listening party. <laughs> Teresa being like, I'm a New York Times bestselling bestseller writer. Viola. I'm like, girl, oh my goodness. I'm just so delirious right now. So shall we get into a little bit of, uh, I was going to say Vanderpump, Beverly Hills episode deuce. Um, it's a really cute start to the episode. We get hi, Lisa <laughs> And last week we had drunk Lisa. Now we have high Lisa. And it's just really fun. I mean, really, I mean, silly Lisa is the best because, you know, we see she's, she is so funny. And she, you know, like you can, whenever she, you get to see that real, like, see her loosen up. and You get that real, like, glimpse of the real her or like her being silly with Kyle. Her and Kyle have a great relationship when they're not fighting. When you get to see her, you know, with the dogs and being, like, um, a mummy, like, Lisa or a silly Lisa. She's so awesome. I, like, have a lot of love for her. There are a couple of seasons where she, like, wasn't shining through as much. And I think, I don't know, I think hopefully this season she'll, it'll be hard for her because of her brother. But so far, so good. I think she's. you know, when she does have an opportunity to let go a little bit, we'll be able to see... Um, her, her heart shines through. Oh my God. I'm such a cheese ball, but I do. I love her. So seeing her sucking down that gas in the doctor's office just made me lol. Um, (laughs) I mean she's like having injections, Botox injections in her neck and she's just like still talking to Kyle. She's pissing herself laughing. She's moving around. I'm like, if I've had, um, I get fillers every now and then and I've had Botox done before and I am like, they try and talk to you, right? Like my beautician tries to talk to me. I'm like, you're literally got a needle in my mouth right now, Um, kindly. Or, like, if you're getting your forehead done, you, like, you don't want to be talking because, I mean, you're not that far from, like, slipping into an eyeball. And, like, the throat, I mean, that neck skin is thin. I don't want you, like, jabbing me in my windpipe or my bloody carotid artery and blood spitting out everywhere. So, I mean, as much as I love hi, silly Lisa, um, I'd be like, <laughs> that's what I was concerned about. Like, Kyle would be like, um, are you sure you want to be talking when you've got a needle in your neck? <laughs> but, you know, I think that was um, quite cute. And this is how Kyle is aging backwards. And this is why Erica's skin looks perfect. It's because they're doing all this shit. My beautician, I started it getting shit done in like 27 and my beautician it was like you know what you're so lucky that you're starting this stuff early because I think that's what you know most of these like rich bitches do they just start all these like facial creams and injectables and all this non like non-surgical I mean I still think of it as like surgical even though it's you know um not cutting open I still think of it, you know, it's a pretty intense procedure, getting your face jabbed with chemicals. But, yeah, apparently, like, if you start earlier, it's more preventative. I don't know. I'm just, like, the first time I got my lips done, it was because I had my heart broken and I was, like, fuck you fuck you well they got like half a mil of filler in my lips and I was like oh my god I literally could couldn't drive home properly because I kept looking in my rear view mirror and checking myself out I was like oh my god I've never looked better <laughs> which was the confidence boost I needed just after having my heart broken so but it's hard once you start it is one of those things where you just like I know I'll end up looking like a crazy cat lady with my skin like pulled back behind my ears and you know, like, like Marge getting these facelifts, which she looks phenomenal, but I'm going to be like, I'm going to look so insane because I started young and then it gets normalized and then you just like, I don't know, maybe I'll be poor. So I can't afford anything and my face will just have to melt off. What can you do? What can you do? But that was really funny. Um, when I had my spinal surgery, I didn't have the gas, but I had like an IV of morphine in my arm. And I didn't think it was doing anything, but my boyfriend would tell me at the time, boyfriend, would tell me that every time I pressed the button, I would be like mid-conversation and I would just trail off and like pass out and fall asleep basically. (laughs) So I'd just be like, oh, it's not even doing it. And then I'd wake up and like continue the conversation from two hours earlier. (laughs) So I thought that was like what it reminded me of, seeing Lisa huff down on that shit pretty funny um I'm enjoying this season I like Beverly Hills because it's not as intense as you know for example Jersey um or New York it's a different kind of branch it's every it's a little bit more like everyone tries to play nicey-nicey um and keeps that act going a little bit longer before the cracks show um but yeah I like I sort of like that about it. it's a bit slower in tone then we get to um have the gift of Teddy's chubby photos again which just bring me so much joy because it's like every um high school photo that I ever had was just this like me me being this like little funky chub star smiling at the camera with like this slick back blonde hair and it like I think all of us have a little bit of fat teddy inside of us that will just never go away (laughs) and so we hear teddy's just so sad this little story about being told that she had to lose weight for an acting job or something and it like broke her self-esteem I didn't really understand the story it seemed like There must have been other issues going on there, like, way before all of this. Anyway, so then she ate her feelings um, because her BFF was food, which I kind of get um, because I've, like, come from an addiction background. I have friends that have, you know, I've met in meetings and stuff that have had um, addiction with food and stuff like that. So it's the same kind of, I think, mental process that um, so you're just looking for something to make you feel better, basically, or make like get control of your life in it with something that you can manage, and that's the same as anorexia. Like people think it's completely different, but I always think of anorexia as an addictive tendency. It's an obsession, and um, <laughs> I like give you guys my life story. I love it. I had anorexia when I was a teenager as well. I know I've had everything. It's just. You know, it's been a life. It's been a life. That's why I need Botox at 30 years old because, you know what, I've seen some shit. Anywho, um, I was really happy that – is it Delilah? I can't. I keep getting the girls mixed up, Lisa's kids. Um, I'm not sure if it's Delilah – Delilah Bell or Amelia, but the dark head daughter coming out. I remember this coming out last year about her struggle with anorexia. And I just – it must be so fucking hard. This is – like, what I worry about, about the kids growing up in... Because, like, I had extremely severe anorexia. I know lots of people that have been, you know, in my life that have had issues with their body, still have issues with their body, with their eating disorders. And, you know, whether it's just extreme dieting or, you know, they kind of... (sighs) Or 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 they admit to having an eating disorder. You know, there's this whole orthorexia kind of health movement going on at the moment, which people just take way to the extreme, and it becomes affects their thinking. Like all of that stuff, you know. And even Lisa Rinna saying she never had anorexia, but she's had like disordered eating patterns. You can't be her age and be that that tiny, 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 and for your whole life and it like, I don't know. I mean, it looks unnatural. So it's like, she's has a, a diet culture, you know, especially in Hollywood, but, um, it's everywhere. So imagine if your parents, you know, you, you grew up in the public eye, you've got, you're surrounded by children of celebrities, um, and people like that of influence and you get sucked into that circle. Like it's, it's gotta be really hard. That's why, you know, all these child stars go crazy and, you know, we have the Lindsay Lohans of the world and either, like, you fall into drug abuse or alcoholism or partying or, you know, eating disorders or all of the above. Generally, it's all of the above. Um, I'm exhibit A and, like, <laughs> I wasn't even famous. I was just in the music industry. <laughs> so, like, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's, t- it's tough out there. It's just tough being a woman in this patriarchal society, guys. I'm like, what? It is, though. Fuck that shit. Whenever I get drunk, I just, like, scream about... I just lecture people about the fucking patriarchy. (laughs) I am such a hoot, you guys. Such a hoot. But, yeah, anyway, I thought she spoke really well. Um, I think it's Delilah. I think she spoke really well about it. And I'm happy that, you know, she's had a kind of quick turnaround with her health. Um, I mean, she's still tiny um but obviously she doesn't look as sick or sound as sick as she used to so hopefully um yeah she'll just keep on the right track but it's hard when you're you know a teenage model in in quite like quite a quite high places <laughs> lisa's cooking <laughs> in like quotation or inverted commas like lisa's cooking class just make me laugh so much I mean what the the fuck first of all it's a group of women like that don't eat we've just come from this really intense kind of anorexic moment you know like serious issues and now we're serving like chocolate little love heart boxes um to women who, who don't eat in a cooking class esque kind of like situation and everyone's just like what the fuck are we doing but you know what they seem to have fun they put little chocolate truffles in this love heart and little love notes for their husbands I mean no one's ever gonna eat it but it's gonna be fun to crack it open Uh oh, it's just really strange I was I was trying to watch and see if anyone is actually like eating any of the things I think I saw maybe Camille have one little bite of something something but, yeah, I mean, we all know that that's, like, they're just going to sniff the box and throw it away. <laughs> it's just for a TV kind of thing. Oh, girls. I loved um the Erica. They showed Erica eating the cake and having her dessert and stuff like that and enjoying her life. Plus, she looks, you know, the happiest, the freshest. I think she's the most beautiful housewife. I've said it. I really think she is just gorgeous. And it comes from her, you know, having just, like, not depriving herself. I mean, obviously, she's got an incredible body. But, like, she's not – Does she doesn't have that kind of, like, weathered, withery, kind of sinewy look like some of the other women have, you know, that looks, like, unhealthy for their body. She looks absolutely gorgeous. And that's because she allows herself that she's had to have dessert every, every day. I mean, I wish I looked like that having dessert every day. I didn't even look like that. Not having dessert every day. But then we did learn last week that she'll only have a hot dog once a year. <laughs> Her and Lisa Rinna, one to two hot dogs without the bun, obviously. <laughs> oh my God. These crazy bitches. I swear to God. But I would find this troubling to watch. I can laugh about it now, but if I was in the midst of my eating disorder, I would find that kind of stuff really triggering. Like when they showed, just going back to I think it's Delilah, for a moment, when they showed her watching the videos of um these girls eating all this food in ex excessive amounts. Like that kind of stuff is like I got that's when I got into cooking like I would cook all this like nice desserts I would watch cooking shows constantly it's like you want to be around food but you just wouldn't I wouldn't eat the cakes I was making for everyone else you know I wouldn't I'd be obsessive about watching cooking shows and the biggest loser and all this shit but like I wouldn't indulge ever so I don't know hearing this kind of stuff when you're in the midst of it like that was a huge part of my healing is just cutting that kind of stuff out of my life to change my mindset um but yeah I mean I can handle it now because I'm in a healthier place physically and emotionally I mean I've still got a lot of work to do but not in that one regard (laughs) that I can say I have healed (gasps) oh life what a ride what a world what a life So also at, um, Lisa Rinner's baking, uh, cooking chocolate party thing, assembly, (laughs) assembly party, um, Dorit invites everybody to fly on a branded private jet on the PJ, um, if Lala had anything to say about it to bahama in the bahamas i don't know why i just bah bah, bahama i I said it like that um bahama in the bahamas yay we're already planning a trip i'm excited and at the same time we find out that um (laughs) this is some convoluted shit that so denise richard's sexy husband aaron um I don't know if them oh it's been to the boyfriend, husband, whatever he is. He's gorgeous. Um he is oh god, what was the thing? So Nicolette Sheridan, who was on Desperate Housewives, was married to both Harry Hamlin way back when for like 5 minutes and previously to this guy Aaron who's now with Denise Richards this is a similar kind of a twisted like convoluted situation as the Kardashian drama like we talked about at the start of the episode it's almost too much for me to follow but that's because I have a pea brain um so yeah that's just like what is, is everything's just so incestuous But you know what? We've all done some weird shit. I once slept with this guy during a not-great phase in my life. Um, (laughs) Why do I talk? Because he told me that he'd slept with Amy Winehouse, and I love her. She's like my soul sister, but she's not exactly somebody that you want to be sleeping (laughs) with their partners. I mean, and also, like, what's he doing in Australia? Why does he have an Australian accent? Look, it was a weird time in my life and I should probably cut this. But, um, you guys, you know what? I think you must be used to my shit talking by now. Anyway, all very incestuous and kooky. Then, I mean, there's been way too much this week learning about how much sex everyone's having. And I mean, obviously they're lying. No one's having that much sex. I mean, I've had long-term relationships. Come on. We all know. It's like, you're not having that much fucking sex. Don't lie to me, bitches. (laughs) I mean, maybe it's just me. (laughs) Maybe I'm just lazy. But, like, we're learning Teddy's doing it with Edwin twice a week. And everyone in bloody New Jersey is talking about how much sex they're having. I mean, come on. Four times a week, bloody Melissa and fucking Marge. No, no, you're not. Don't lie. Stop it. I mean, you're making the rest of us feel bad about our lives. Look, I'm a single woman, so who cares if I'm not getting laid. But you're making every other woman who's in a marriage or long-term relationship feel bad about themselves. Uh, Come on. I mean, is it just me? (laughs) Maybe I need to get laid more. (laughs) Oh, my God. But then I wouldn't have time to be this creative if I was just swinging from the chandeliers. I wouldn't be able to talk to you guys. So, you know what? You're welcome. (laughs) Fuck my life. I'm going to stop talking about this now because, look, I just feel like I'm just... I've already basically given you my life story. What you have just witnessed in this episode is what I'm like when I meet someone for the first time and I go a little bit... Manic, um, and I get overexcited because my alternative is shutting down. I have no middle ground. That's just me. It's my like bipolar fucking BPD brain. So I'm either like a hundred percent on or a hundred percent off. So, yeah. Usually people find out a lot about me in the first twenty minutes, and this is why we've gotten down to the nitty gritty of why I have been single for so long because. I am a lot, but you know what you're going to deal. At least you know what you're going to get. And most people choose not to get that. (laughs) Oh my goodness, guys. Let's get into another episode of VPR. This, This episode, the music was on fire. It was just like... I just love the music. It makes me laugh every single episode because it's always just that really like generic cheap bubblegum pop that they didn't have to pay for. And like I just I literally had to take notes of some of the songs cuz they were just it was even it's just getting more and more insane every episode. If you don't listen out to it cuz I never used to and now doing like this podcast you tune into lots of little more little quirks and stuff about the episodes rather than just kind of zoning out and this music is far out You're like it's just like boy you are a boy like, <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> well done to whoever wrote that and just incredible lyricist there and then there was like another one later in the episode I can't remember the tune but I'm gonna just if I just do the most generic tune ever, it'll um, 100% be that song. I'm so sure you could just, like, play them side by side. <laughs> but the lyrics are something like, Supercars, superstars, we're living in Beverly Hills. Oh, I kind of... Super cars, superstars, we're living in Beverly Hills. See, I already made a better version. <laughs> Ah, oh, I just love it. You've got to start listening to that stuff if you haven't already. But it's like this episode in particular is like, yes. If you hear a little um, clicky feet, that's the dog, my friend's dog I'm looking after. So he is just being a little bit of a munchkin at the moment, playing with his little bone running around the house. So he's in the background doing his thing. I don't really want to disturb him because he's the cutest little floof you've ever you ever done seen. All right. So anyway, um, we go back to Sir Restaurant. I have a little flashback of last week where James has taken Harry in um, because now that James can no longer supply his mum with crack money, now she needs to pimp out the other son to get a job so that she can ask the younger son to now pay her debts. So, <laughs> but I thought where we ended up with that was that um, we we didn't he didn't get the job but then this episode James is like well we better get you some black pants and you know get you looking fly and swish ready to start a new job so it looks like now Harry does have a job um I don't know I felt like that that was maybe did I tune out for a second I really felt like that was a surprise to me but you know what lots of things are so yeah that was kooky. I guess I'm happy for him I mean it's the first time we've really gotten to know him so you know we'll see where how we where we stand with it all he does seem young and naive so I am a little bit I think everyone be a little bit more like cautious of just letting him get a little buck wild and stuff so um yeah I thought James was cute he's like you know I'll shout you the the pants I mean James is just such a little sweet bug (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I yeah I love him you know that and then Jax is just like when Peter and Jax are talking also Peter um I mean he is good looking but he is such a sleaze bag scumbag he's like every fucking gaslighting dick bag in the universe who comes across all like not like the nice one like the good one but then he's just gonna use that against you when you fuck up that's how I see him like he's I think he's got, like, really – I think he's got really manipulative tendencies, but I'm – and, like, later in the episode when they're at the staycation, which, by the way, worst word ever, um, And he's like, I need some tits in my face. And it's the first time we've ever heard him speak in that kind of gross manner because I think he like really tries to portray himself as a serious kind of mysterious person on screen. But really, he's just like all the other guys on the show and he's slimy and nasty. So (laughs) that's my two cents on Peter. I don't like him. I've never been a warm to him. Yeah. Um, And then Jax is like standing behind the bar making like cutting limes like he does. And he's like, so did James and Lisa, like, bury a body together somewhere? Like, why is she giving him so many chances? Um, Coming from you, Jax, what the fuck? Like, Lisa, one, you guys, she needs both of you on the show because entertainment. And, like, also she has a heart of gold and I love her. (laughs) But that's what she does. She has to look after these like broken birds and pick them up and help them hopefully flourish again. Jack's, you know, is struggling with the flourishment. But James is doing okay. We've still got hope for James. You know, he's what? He said he was three and a half weeks sober. Just three and a half weeks celebration. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So... And he's already looking so much better. Look, I, I mean, I know there's always relapses. It's always hard, but so far so good. Let's just keep him on the straight and narrow. Um, then we sort of start getting into solving. Um, yes, I will Sorry, I just was singing that literally before I started filming. <laughs> to the dog, <laughs> he he literally leaned back and away from me, but you know knowing me and being extremely needy i just leaned in closer and sang in like a whispered tone to him yeah he's left the room now he's not into it <laughs> um stacy's breasts hello that in that green dress when she's in the itms um wow i like i know she's like got big knockers but damn bitch like, they were massive. That's the first time I've ever really noticed how weighty they were. And please excuse for objectifying another woman. But I also did want to just slam my head in them and motorboat. Because they just look like comfy little pillows. And you know how the song goes? Everyone needs a bosom for a pillow. And I would like Stacy to be my bosom pillow. This <laughs> is... Just- Taken a weird turn. <laughs> uh, and Stassi, like, commenting that Kristen is not being herself when she's being a drunk skag. I mean, that's, that, that is your friend Kristen, Stacy. I'm sorry. Yes. Yes, she is. Um, Sheena's become a mute. <laughs> Lala's like, oh, when I gave her advice, I didn't think she was going to become a mute. Oh, she' you. First of all, that Shishu fucking shit is so patronizing. This is like a grown woman. She's actually older than you, bitch. Like, step off. Step off. So I don't know, that just really bothers me. Um, but Lala's just getting under my skin this season. <sighs> but yeah, no, I think it's I think it's probably good if Sheena takes a back seat for a while and you know, does kind of quieten down and be more reflective and less needy and intense, says me, serenading a dog, because I'm so alone, (laughs) we laugh, because we can't, you have got to laugh or you're gonna cry, right, (laughs) shit's getting dark, so yeah, I think it's probably a good thing, and then we have like, oh, sorry, I'm sort of like flipping all over the place, because that's just how I roll. I don't know what's going on with Kristen. Like why, why does she always go so loco on, um, on these trips away? Is it, I know they've commented on her having anxiety. Like, is it, is it travel anxiety that she just like, she feels she needs to get drunk to kind of process it or like get through it or whatever? Is it, you know, I don't know. Is it trying I honestly don't know, but then she has this trigger with James, and the girls are trying to, like, counsel her through it, but it really is, like, that kind of blind rage, which, you know, like, I've experienced that before in my life, but I have a bit of a screw loose as well, so, you know, not that I want to relate to Kristen on any level, but, I mean, I don't know, like, you only live in your own brain, so I don't know how normal that is, but I've definitely felt that out of, like jealousy or heartbreak or something like that, where you just, like, cannot detach from something. And they were saying it's been, what, like, three and a half years of her, like, having this, like, rage against James. I think Stacy made a really good point where she was saying it's, like, misdirected anger when she was having, like, because uh, apparently she's always fighting with Carter and they're constantly, like, in this, like, battle, you know. He kind of seems like a really nice guy. We don't really know that much about him. We don't camp like cameras don't really follow him that much. But, you know, I mean it, Kristen it would be a difficult person to be in relationship with. So, you know, I'm not I think she probably prods and pushes buttons and he reacts that speaking as an outside observer, which is what we all are. But yeah, I mean obviously it's annoying if he doesn't pay for shit and, you know, doesn't pay rent but she's enabled that, you know, she's built that life for him. Um, if you wanted your boyfriend to pay rent, you just say, yeah, we can live together. So split these on the rent skis. It's really just like an adult conversation that we all have when we enter into a living situation. So, I mean, I think that's on the both of them. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like, I did mention earlier in the episode that they broke up this week. I don't know if that's stuck. Um, but I think, I think it's probably a good thing for little Carter to fly free. Um, Kristen has a lot of healing to do that. I don't think she's going to do when she's attached to anybody else. So yeah, I think, um, I don't even know if I got to my point. So when Stacy was commenting that, um, it's misdirected anger that what she's taking out on James is really because she feels she can't take it out on Carter and their relationship. I think that's probably a layer to it. I think there's, like, this strange, like, desperation for Lisa to love her because Lisa seems to, like, be loving and accepting of all the other women in the cast and, like, do so much for them and for Jackson and James who have, you know... Had way more chances than they deserve, and she feels like she never got the same amount of chances. I think there's jealousy there. I think I don't know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it like, is she still in love with James? I don't feel that. But you know, this, the the little old saying goes, the opposite of love is not hate; it's indifference. So there's something, there's something going on there that's more intense than then, yeah, like, she obviously is hanging on to something there that's triggering her. And it's, uh, it's fun to watch. (laughs) It's good TV. Yeah, so she's getting absolutely shit-faced. And we learn off the guys that they've been drinking since 9 o'clock in the morning on the PJ. So, yeah, I mean, of course, like, if I was in the best mood in the world, if I'd been drinking from 9 o'clock in the morning till... Whenever we're filming in the afternoon into evening at dinner time, I mean, I'd be falling down myself and I would be probably starting fights with everyone. You know, it's uh, some people get happy drunk, some people cry, and some people start fights. I mean, what can you do? All you can do is drink less. And look, let's be real, these girls ain't gonna stop drinking. So, <clears throat> although Ariana seems very measured, as always. She looks gorgeous, and I loved Lala's outfit too—the um, (laughs) like pajama robe kimono thing, the silver. I actually thought it was gorgeous, but then they we get like a split second of a full body shot, and she's wearing like skater trainers that I used to wear in year six, which is like when you're twelve years old. I don't know. I think middle. You call it like middle school? No. I don't know, I don't know, I don't don't know what you guys do in America, um, I only say that because, like, most of my listenership are from America, um, so, yeah, I mean, I used to wear these, like, (laughs) do you remember those, like, Etni skater shoes that, I know, when Avril Lavigne was a thing, we all just wanted to be her, I had, like, the tie, I'd wear the tie and the boyfriend jeans and the Etnies, She was wearing, like, those kind of skater shoes with this gorgeous gown. And that really just kind of upset me. (laughs) Because I thought, oh, maybe she just changed into some comfy shoes for being at home. But I think she was just wearing that all day. And uh, I don't know. It was just such a beautiful, probably extremely expensive dress. I mean, this isn't my year 11 prom or, like, valedictory dinner where I thought it was cool to wear, like... Remember that movie, A Cinderella Story, where, <laughs> what am I, like, flashback, the 90s, where, um, what's her name, Lizzie McGuire, the, you know, the, you know who I'm talking about, the actress, um, she had wore that, like, big, like, puffy princess dress with, like, Doc Martens and, or, you know, like, we used to think that was so cool, I still think it's cool, but I'm, like, very much stuck <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> So that's the kind of impression it gave me, but you know what, seeing it in another person, I was like, I need to rethink my life choices, legitimately. Um, oh, Kristen made me laugh so much. Um, while she... So the quickest way to prove that you're over something um, is 100% to constantly repeat, I'm over it, I'm over it, I'm over it. At the top of your lungs in a public setting and then run away and not text anyone um, and not come back for hours. (laughs) Oh, Kristen, Kristen, Kristen. So then we're at dinner and yes, she does arrive um, and they're all doing shots And Shishu suddenly doesn't want to talk about her sex life or herself. And it's really weird, like, literally, last episode, you know, she's saying, oh, the one before, she's saying, oh, no, nobody's told you, oh, my God, we, like, totally had sex, man, but now she's trying to be all hush-hush and shy about it, like, choose the lane, bitch, what are you doing, I'm so confused by you, um, but I'm also not, because she's just trying to do the right thing, but she doesn't know what the right thing is, she's trying to pick and choose what other people Will assess as a good Sheena, good Sheena. Well done, Sheena. We want to be your friend now, and the problem is it's so it's so see through. Nobody wants to be friends with somebody that's like desperately clawing at your like f- at your feet, trying to get in. You know, just you just gotta chill. You just gotta you just gotta chill, and it's like that's hard because the girls know her too well now. And, you know, she keeps saying things like, I want my friendship to get back to what it was. But I don't remember her ever breaking into this friendship group. She was always very needy and clawing, and they were always extremely resistant of that. It's like, you know, you go on a, a date with a guy, and they text you, like, as soon as you leave. And then every 20 minutes for the next 24 hours, it's like, even if you had the best night of your life with this guy you are you know what it's too much It's suffocating and that's sheena as a person sheena is a bad date <laughs> personified <laughs> oh she she'll. it's rough so yeah then she kind of gets all choked up gets upset um that but katie's right i don't know words i never thought i would say but she's right when she said like she kind of shot herself in the foot last season being like Rob, 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 Rob. Like the Sheena fucking Rob Symphony killed me. I was like crying, laughing. Rob, 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 Rob. Oh my God, I fucking died. It just made my life. <laughs> like, how can she come back from that? Like, she, it was like last season, I mean, she like saw herself for who she truly is for the first time. And now she's just trying to pretend that it never happened. And girl, like, hashtag never forget. That was you. That is you. And now she's coming into this season being, like, trying to pretend, like, relationships don't matter to her. Like, oh, we're just best friends. We're just, like, chilling. It's all good. Like, we barely even, like, touched P&V. But she's, like, inside. Her eyes are screaming, fucking love me. It's hard. It's hard to watch. And personally, it's extremely close to home because I'm, yeah, it's, uh, I'm not great in relationships either. <laughs> oh, me and little Sheena, we should just like, we should just have a chat, <laughs> let it all out. Just like get wine drunk and cry together and hold each other as like mutual support for like Love Addicts Anonymous, because I think we both need to do a 12 step program. Not even joking oh my um and then oh my god I, I the other thing she she said that absolutely destroyed me was and I texted Katie yesterday if she would braid my hair and she didn't even respond and it's like such a small thing and on tv it looks so dumb but you can, it's so relatable right like you might make a stupid joke to a friend but you're like they don't write back and you're like shit did they just like lol in their like in secret and they just decided not to write back cuz they're busy? Are they at work or do they like now hate me? You know how like you just read into shit? You read into silence? Like the like so much worse than a negative message as a response is that's like deafening silence. We just like <gasps> and I'm a paranoid person. And it's like <laughs> I go through this so like I like constantly have these like problems that I just completely create in my head and then I'll like call my friend and be like hey um what's going on are we cool and she's a normal rational person the one I'm thinking of right now but this is most of my friendships but you know you have certain friends that you can check in on and others you just have to like sit in your like sweat and anxiety and wait it out <laughs> and I'll like call my friends and be like are we in a fight and she's like what And she like literally start laughing at me and be like okay you're just like being crazy Kirsten aka crazy Kristen aka me and I'm just like oh my god and then I've realized I've been stressing for like seven days that I'm in like a relationship breakdown with a friend <laughs> and she's just been like la 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 tra la, la, ing her life away because she's got a normal kind brain <laughs> fucking fuck mental illness is a kick in the dick Anywho's, so Kristen's annoyed that James has arrived at the staycation um at the boys end and she's like losing her shit because none of her friends have asked her if she's okay even though the entire episode is literally her friends being like dude are you okay you don't seem okay and she's like oh my god nobody cares about me I mean, you're hard to care about, but even these girls do care about you. Like Katie telling you to go to bed, like you're a mess. Go to bed, go to bed. Like buddy Bethany. Um, yeah, that's a friend. She's saying, get the fuck away from the cameras. You're embarrassing yourself. You need to listen to that girl. Although I was like, Oh, I did have sympathy. Cause you know, when you're, like, a drunk mess and you start, like, you're worrying about something else and then more drama comes because you're being a dick. Like, real, I was just like, oh, she needs a hug. She literally needs her friend to be like, I feel you. And take her hand and put her to bed. Because she is just going to start more drama. But then fucking Lala takes the bloody cake being like, mmm, that was so trashy. Oh, my God. It's like bloody Jax at the start of the episode saying that, you know, James doesn't deserve this many chances. Lala, you're literally sober right now because you ran through a fucking glass window naked. What are you talking about? You are the definition of trash. Mm, This is tough you know what, <laughs> this is why I watch this show, it's like love to hate, right, I'm literally like head in the hands right now, <laughs> no, I, I, oh, I don't know what to say, it's all just too much, I was gonna say I love these girls, but really deep down, I don't think I can say that, I love to watch this show, <laughs> fuck my life. Remember like all those years ago when we were just tricked into watching that first episode of Vanderpump Rules because the 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 downloads of I think it was Beverly Hills must have been because Elisa, wrapped smoothly into Vanderpump and we were like, what the fuck is this? But five minutes in we're like, you know what, I'll give it a go. And now, six years later, we are all addicted to this show. I'm just having like I'm like rewatching my entire history of vanderpump rules and reality tv like come to life in front of my eyes like a bad dream i'm very overwhelmed (laughs) far out i actually need a sip of water (laughs) all right let's get to the stay k um first things first Tom looks for noms. I love his loud shirt. Not that I would expect anything less from Tom Sandoval. Like he's a dream. I have always said, you know what? I want a Tom in my life. Cause my, like I connect with women and gay men and not much in between. And also just straight men don't like me that much. Cause I'm very annoying, <laughs> but, and kind of mean. But I feel like like Tom is the perfect man for me. Because he's very metro-se- metrosexual. He's kind of silly. He's kind of he's funny and he's fun. Um and he's I find him super sexy and attractive. And he's also just like loving and kind. I'm very much on the Tom bandwagon. So yeah, I love his shirt, that loud floral piece, and his combo with that like black um top hat almost it wasn't a top hat it was kind of like and he reminded me of like this is a weird thing but you know um Tom Carey in the mask he's like oh righty then like I don't know it's like sexy I liked it I also love the fact that he travels with a cocktail kit what a fucking awesome person like that's ama- amazing imagine if you just like chilling at a house party whatever and they're just like your boyfriend's like so you want a mojito babe what about a cosmopol okay he doesn't speak like that but i would just be like um yes please and i just think he's awesome so that's the tom show (laughs) and i'm on board oh yeah Peter being a gross I'm going through my notes I'm like ew Peter being a gross gross person like sleazy bag Um, at least he's cut his hair so now he looks less slimy but it's still just coming through man and then James arrives and he's so sweet and he's (laughs) because he can't drink and he's still like in the very early stages of that you know it's it's hard um he's like been told that somebody's ordered a pizza and he's like oh is it cheese pizza yes (laughs) so cute I'm like yeah boy get it in ya you deserve that cheese pizza (laughs) he's just so lovely when he's sober he really is just the sweetest little pumpkin I, I hope he keeps up on this sobriety track, you know, like I and on doing the therapy and everything, I would be very proud of him. <coughs> Excuse me. And when Tom was giving us the DL on um how guys like like, it's almost like he was trying to give us, like, a glimpse into the male species. Like, opening the curtain just to, just a touch so that us women could see into their world. When he's talking about the wingmaning situation, I'm like, do the guys not know that we know that they're doing that? I mean, lit- as a single woman, literally, this is the most obvious tactic that you have. People literally have come up to me and said, have you met my friend? You know, like in how I met your mother, people will say like, literally do that. And they think they're being clever. It like, sometimes they do it to each other about each other. And I get so confused. I'm like, wait, hang on, which guy was meant to be picking me up? Because now I don't know. Now I don't think you now. I think you're both like simultaneously interested and disinterested because if you're selling each other to me. I mean, uh, that's just very confusing, so yes, yes, we know you do this, but like just for future reference, if there are any men listening, probably discuss but before you come over and chat the girl up who's actually selling whom to the other person because it's that's that's the part that's the next level, okay, you've got the first part down, it's very obvious, but we need to take it to the next level, so. We know what's up. <laughs> oh my God. Single life is so fucking fun guys. <sighs> Jax's is freaking out is so transparent to me. To me, it looks like he is, he is so fucking happy. The camera is there right now to try and catch him like in this cold sweat, freaking out um, about the fact there are a couple of gals in the house. I mean, as soon as those cameras shut down, he could have been doing whatever the fuck he wanted, and he probably did. He was just so stoked that he was able to be filmed being the hero, you know, like, stressing out behind the scenes. No, Jax, we know you too well. Sorry, but you have six years of manipulation on camera. Like, we know your tricks by now, honey. Yeah, shit be fucked. Um... And this the other thing is like this would never happen with sober people. It's like the girls are all drunk, the guys are drunk, and they're calling each other to like warn them about a couple a couple of random girls in the house. Imagine this, like if both parties were sober, calling your boyfriend being like stressed that they're like there's a couple of girls. <laughs> Sorry, we don't let her talk to people of the opposite sex that we've, you know, my friend, there's a single guy in the house. What do they expect? A guy's trip is literally so that the attached guys can mingle and have a flirt and, you know, just like, I don't know, like let loose a little bit. Get that out of their system. Not talking about cheating, but like a flirt. That's perfectly healthy. And that the guys that are still single can hook up. And just for like everybody's reference, girl, that's what a girl's night or a girl's trip is about to I expect my friends that are in relationships to take me out and wingman me so I can meet somebody. So if people are like fooling themselves that there aren't going to be girls rocking up to a guy's night and there aren't going to be guys popping into a girl's night. I mean, no, am I, am I wrong here? Like it just feels so strange to me anyway. Yeah. My final comment, (laughs) my final comment is Carter's beard is way too defined for for me and my liking, and I don't need that, like, clean curve around his cheek, and it's very distracting. Um, Other than that, we have the next episode where we are watching Lala kind of fall apart a little bit. She's having a a cry about the, the pressures or the disintegration of her relationship with Rand. So yeah, we'll see what happens there. I suppose. Any who's or what's? I feel like every time I do Vanderpump, I feel like such an asshole. I, it's just too easy to rip these people to shreds. Um, but let's you know, just hope that they never hear this. Um, no tagging. <laughs> so that's it from from me today, you guys. Um, sorry, it's a bit, been a bit late. I've been I've moved twice this week, so I'm just like oh bit frazzled. Anywho, um, I've been Kirsty Moore and this is reality TV and me. Follow me up on Instagram. You can DM me there or comment on the photos. I post photos of, um, Vanderpump and all of the housewives, whatever's going on. That's just at reality TV and me. Five star reviews, please. And tell your friends. Um, As previously mentioned uh, in the little ad break, my brother's podcast is Insane Ramblings and it's on all of the places that you're listening to this, iTunes, Spotify, um, the Google One, all of the places. So if you like this podcast and you want to hear more from me, I'm a guest star every now and again. Also, they're just super profesh because they've been doing it for 10 years. So um they're hilarious it's just a comedy podcast show where they talk about current events and pop culture and stuff so it's not reality based but it's pop culture world um so it's fun all right guys and gals I shall see you next week love you bye